0: On blast. and we are live this is the wrap it up on blast raps game show as always my name is shell and alexander I'd like to thank you guys live for tuning in whether you are watching on twitch whether you are watching on instagram whether you are watching on twitter or you are watching on youtube like and subscribe please send in your comments and questions because this is why we are here this is Wrap It Up, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. Where I take your comments and questions. You know, try to get a pulse of what's going on in the fan base and how everyone's feeling. And I gotta say, the good times or the great times in Raptor land, you know, that the vibes that we were feeling, didn't even really last 24 hours, did it? <laughs> but that's kind of the overall theme of this season if we were being honest from the get-go. So, I mean, Raptors lose to the Lakers and we're here to talk about it. Why? Because that's what we do. And I always say this, the people who are listening to this pod right now, I know you guys are the diehard Raptor fans and I appreciate y'all. And this is a safe space. This is somewhat of a therapy session for us to talk through what is going on in Raptor nation right now. And they lose to the Lakers. I mean, I was kind of stunned that the stat 11-game winning streak is over. First Raptors win against the Lakers since 2014. Seems kind of weird. But either way, here we are. And we all know what was going on coming in. Obviously, we know Gary Trent Jr. hitting the game winner in last night's game. And and everyone's still hype off of that. And I get it. And it's cool. Totally understand. Right? It makes sense totally get why people would still be hype the other part is the reality of the situation the raptors have put themselves into to which now they need to make a serious run if they have any hopes of getting into the play-in tournament and i feel like the vibes of that people were feeling it a lot more they're talking themselves into it a lot more after last night's game and then this game happens and it's kind of a reality check The lack of depth that this team has. And overall, no LeBron, no AD, no Andre Drummond for the Lakers. No Lowry, no Freddie for the Raps. But there was Gary Trent Jr. And I'm going to use the majority of this pod to discuss, I mean, the only interesting thing that happened to me from a Raptors perspective. But overall, just a growing love affair with Gary Trent Jr. And follow me for a second here, because I'm going to tell a bit of a story. And really, I should have gotten the book to read the story because the book is right beside me. I'm pretty sure it's a story from Playing for Keeps, which is a a book about Michael Jordan, but there's a lot of backstories about like a lot of the other teams through the Jordan run. And I'm pretty sure if I have this correctly, and I should have looked it up beforehand, but I'm pretty sure it's Kevin McHale talking about the huge fight back in the day with the Sixers. And if you remember... I think it's the one where uh, Doc is holding him or maybe Barkley's holding him while Doc is punching Kevin McHale. Not the point of the story, but follow me for a second here, right? So Kevin McHale says after this fight happened, they went back and he sat and watched the tape. He watched the tape of the fight over and over and over again. And he wasn't watching the actual fight. What he was doing was He was watching what all of his other teammates were doing when it was going down. And I always found that story super interesting. And it's changed the way that I view these things when I watch what's going on. So when OG, let's set the scene of what's going down, right? Huge play, OG coming down the floor, Schroeder fouls him. They get tangled up. And then OG grabs Schroeder by the legs and flips him. We'll, we'll get to OG in a sec because I really don't understand that side of it. But I mean, I guess I'll start here. OG, no idea what he was doing. No idea what was going on in his head. I don't know if he meant to do that, but that was a weird move. And even if he was trying to like hold up Schroeder, it was very awkward. So I don't know what OG was thinking. Not the part that I really care about. So that starts happening. Montrez Herald comes in and then Gary Trent Jr. is right up in there. Gary Trent Jr. looks like he's ready, and we talk about this a lot on the pod, and and I want to make this clear off the top, I'm not condoning violence, I'm not encouraging violence, I'm not encouraging fighting, it's not what I'm doing here, but what I'm saying is, at the same time, you gotta protect yourself at times, because you don't know what's going down, and when Montrez Harold comes buzzing in like he did, Gary Trent Jr. looked like he was ready. And in the wise words, you've heard this time and time again, there's some dudes that got to get ready. There's other dudes that stay ready. And I just thought it was cool to see Gary Trent Jr. very quick to stick up for his teammate, OG Ananobi. And watch that tape over and over again. And the thing that stood out to me was pay attention to Fred Van Fleet. Now, Fred Van Fleet is not playing in this game. Freddie is injured. But Freddie runs across the court, and he's being held back by a couple Raptor security guys. But Freddy's trying to get in there because Gary Trent is in the middle of all these other dudes on the Lakers, and I don't know where the Raptors are. OG flipped them. the crowd came, and if you watch, OG at a certain point stops, turns, and walks away. I'll leave that for another day, whatever, cool. But Gary Trent Jr. is in there talking with Montrez, talking with a bunch of other players, and, like, the refs are in there. I see there's, like, four Lakers around. And bring up the video and watch it yourself. This isn't me, like, gassing a situation. I'm just... I just... Ever since I read that story about Kevin McHale, it always stuck with me. And I'm always paying attention to what the other dudes on the team are doing when shit's about to go down. Because I feel like you learn a lot about those guys. And, again... I'm stressing this. This is not about fighting. This is not about being a fake tough guy. It's not about that. It's about who do you want to go to battle with when the times are tough? Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? So when OG flips Schroeder for I don't know what reason, Montrez comes in and Montrez is right in there. And at another point, if you watch the full video, you will notice. That you start to see a bunch of Lakers come in, Montrez being the first one. And Montrez pushes Schroeder and and Gary Trent in each other's face. And then Trent is surrounded by a bunch of Lakers. And you see Freddie fighting through, Freddie fighting off his own Raptor security to get to Gary Trent just to make sure he's okay. It's a real one. I'm just saying, I, I, I pay attention to stuff like that. I'm a basketball nerd. I'm a, I'm a TV nerd, so I'm watching all the other... I'll watch it over and over again and pick up other random shit. And I'm not... There's going to be people listening to me that are going to be like, Oh, you're making too much out of this. All I'm saying is when it comes down to winning basketball and who you want to be in the foxhole with when shit's going down because it's fine and it's great yeah we're all teammates it's all fun and everything's cool when shit's going well but when things aren't going well who do you who has who's back who do you turn to and for me seeing freddie run across the court <laughs> and try to get in the mix just to to help out his man's gary trent jr that's leadership to me and Again, it doesn't matter what I say. This is just me reading body language. This is me watching a tape. I don't know what's going on, right? I don't know what's going on in the heads of whoever. But that Kevin McHale story always stuck with me about how when the fights would happen, and you got to remember, that's when fights would go down all the time, right? In the 80s, brand of basketball, talking different era. But just that mention that, oh yeah, we go back and watch the tapes and he goes back to watch and see what everyone was doing on his team When the skirmish picked up. Can't believe I just said the word skirmish. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I just found that super interesting. Gary Trent Jr. wanted the smoke. Fred Van Fleet wanted the smoke. Those are guys I want on my squad going forward. Say whatever you want. But, I mean, this might also fit into a little something something. But when you watched the, the, I don't know how many people watched the national championship last night. And if you watch Gonzaga versus Baylor, one team wanted to smoke, the other team didn't. So while we talk about stats, and I get that, and their stats and all these things matter, there's a certain bit of cojones, certain bit of nuts that are always going to matter as well. You're never going to be able to, to, to quantify that and take that out of sports or tell me that that doesn't matter. And so when Gary Trent Jr. is looking around and he sees, yo, last night he hits a game winner. Who's the first guy off the bench to go grab him? Fred Van Fleet. Tonight, when the skirmish is going down and there's four Lakers standing around Gary Trent Jr., who's the Raptor that's beside him ready? Fred Van Fleet. Those things matter. You might think they don't, but I'm telling you, those things matter. So anyways, OG gets ejected. Schroeder gets ejected twitter goes crazy because why did they get ejected basketball soft blah 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 all this stuff cool i don't really care about that argument i think it's dumb i think first off first and foremost Schroeder getting ejected for getting up because he's like why did this dude just flip me over for no reason i'm not mad at Schroeder. and i'm not really mad at og i just want to know like what were you thinking like what were you doing what was your intention? What were you trying to do? Because <laughs> that was just weird, bro. Straight weird. But if we talk about the actual game, which I guess I will for a little bit before I get to what you guys think about this whole situation, because there's not really much to talk about. Marc Gasol came out early and cooked his former team. He had nine points in the first quarter. Lakers dropped 40 on the wraps in the first quarter. And the game was basically over at that point lakers were up by as many as 34 in this game raptors cut it i mean they got it under 20 obviously the final score makes it look like this game was closer than it actually was but it wasn't raptors fall to 1 and 10 on the second night of a back-to-back and you know that's i don't really care about what happened in this game i want to know what you guys think about and and hey as we're talking about this through the magic of technology You can bring up and look and watch the full video again and tell me if you see what I'm seeing on this video. And I just pay attention to little things like that. I don't know. You Call me crazy. Call me whatever. We're just here and I'm going to tell y'all what I see. Uh, Let's get to some more comments here because there's a bunch of comments. Again, send in your comments and questions on this pod. Obviously, with how crappy that game was, it's not like this is going to be the longest pod we've done, <laughs> right? But I do want to hear from you, the Raptors fans. So send in your comments and questions, whether you are on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, or on YouTube. I want to hear what you think about this Raptors loss, but overall, just what was OG doing? What was OG thinking? I'm trying to scroll to the part where we might be getting to those comments here. Let's see. I can't really, I'm trying to find it but I can't get to the point. So I'll just start from the beginning of the comment section. Uh, let's see. First comment here. WC says, a schedule loss? Question mark. I wonder if OG has posted bail yet. Ha ha ha. Well played, well played. Owen says, every time Matt Devlin mentions one of their winning streaks against a certain team, they're playing them. They always seem to lose that streak the same night. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to read too much into that. I just think it's a fact that The Raptors tonight, or sorry, the Raptors this season have just been losing a lot more than they have over the last, what, seven years? So you're going to see a lot of streaks like that coming to an end. This being one of them. Glowgirl smile. If we're going to lose on the second night of a back-to-back, then it's easier when I see some fight. Unfortunate to see OG ejected. We really needed him. Gasol played well versus his former team. Yeah, the, the Gasol angle of this is really interesting because the, he went to the Lakers. Obviously, they have championship expectations. He could fit into the starting lineup. He could get a lot of minutes, but also, you know, they're not, they're not banking on Gasol coming in and dropping 20 and 10 or whatever, right? But then they get Andre Drummond. And Gasol, you know, through reports, isn't happy about that. Andre Drummond comes in to most likely to take his starting spot. Gasol is moving to the bench and he's voiced his concern about it. Now, he comes out, has a great game against his former team. Drummond comes in and Drummond gets hurt right away. So there's gonna be a chance for Gasol here to earn his spot back. Can he do it? I think Mark Gasol will be very valuable in this situation. For the Lakers, and I think what he provides, especially come playoff time, will be very key for the Lakers when things start to stall. And I also think Andre Drummond is getting mega boosted by not playing or playing meaningless minutes on crappy teams. The boosting of Andre Drummond is a lot. I'd much rather have Marcus all getting minutes and Andre Drummond, and because of the minutes that you're gonna get from Andre Drummond, anyways, like he's gonna come in and play beside uh Gasol or play beside Anthony Davis right he's gonna give you some some rest up front that Anthony Davis isn't banging around playing forward but or playing center pardon me but look at that the same thing that Dwight Howard did last year I don't know I'd much rather have Marcus all. that's just me but also people here are gonna call me a Marc Gasol lover and I'm okay with that K2's Garnett I don't expect us to win any back-to-back this year without the full roster it's a fair point can't argue that and says let's hope we can get freddie back for thursday thursday is a big game against the bulls one of the teams you're chasing if you're trying to get into this race for the playoffs so you would like to win that game against the bulls and i think you're gonna need fred van fleet if not well i don't think kyle will be back by then but maybe freddie will be back and og should be well rested <laughs> so maybe there's something there uh, Anthony says, OG oh, with the sidewalk slam circa 1996, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> well played. Very well played. Solid reference there for sure. Uh, what else we got here? He says, Flynn plays and the tank rolls on. That's a win, win, win in my books. the The weird part about this is the Raptors were on a terrible losing streak, right? Terrible run. A terrible month of March. And then their wins, and and I, I should preface this, because I'm about perspective in the full picture, right? That's what I try to talk about on this pod. So they won back-to-back games, which you desperately needed after the terrible run they were on. But they beat the Warriors without Draymond and Steph, and that Warriors team, I don't know what's going on with them. They seem like they're about to pack it in and just hope for the lottery again. And try this again next year with Clay Thompson. So the Raptors smash them. And then they're about to lose to the Wizards until Russell Westbrook shoots them back into the game. And Gary Trent Jr. hits a game winner at the end. So I'm bringing all that up just to give some perspective on the whole season, which is what I try to do from the get go. And hey, I always bring up the receipts. What I tried to do from the start of the season. The Raptors somehow, I said this from the start of the season, it's on wax. If they were able to get the sixth seed would be a major accomplishment. So I don't know how that matches up to you, what your expectations were or what, you know, other people that talk about the team's expectations were, but I didn't think this season would go well. Did I think it would be this bad? Definitely not. But I, and I also put a lot of just the circumstances that this team is under. And I don't think that's an excuse. I just think that's context, firm believer in context. More comments, though. Sanjay says, There are games like yesterday where I think F tanking, but there are games like today where I think tanking is the way to go. I don't want to think anymore. (laughs) It's fair. I mean, I think you're allowed to just want your team to be competitive. Right? Whichever way it goes, you just want your team to be competitive. And if you lose at the end of that game yesterday, it was a close game. You had a shot at the end. Cool. But I do think you need some of those moments every once in a while just to keep the morale of your fan base, keep the morale of the room. You want to see, you need silver linings. Silver linings is basically all you're going to have in this season. And so you need some of those moments. It can't all just be, you know, games like tonight where you're getting crushed. Aisha says, The Lakers scored 40 in the first quarter. We scored 42 at the half. I don't care if it's a back-to-back. That was miserable. You're not going to get much arguments from me on that one. Ann says, we are lovers, not fighters. We all saw what happened after the Cleveland brawl. I'm going to put brawl in quotations because, you know, that's as close of a fight as we're going to (laughs) get. Right? Um, What are people saying here? Ali says, that OG lift reminds me of Lowry. Uh, tunneling under George, George Hill's legs as a what the hell moment. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would love, and, and the problem is, I mean, OG, it's not like he's a talker. It's not like it's a normal, uh, times where you'd have reporters in the locker room going to ask him questions, right? Like that's not a thing. So they'll select two guys to come out and talk. I'm guessing OG won't be one of them. So yeah, yeah. I don't know people are talking in the chat about I think with Paul Watson and Rodney Hood back on our bench we would get an offensive boost that's a hope that's a hope I mean Rodney Hood I forgot about his injury and I don't know how soon he'll be back and and it sucks for Paul uh Paul Watson too because he was playing well I thought um MC Maestro Hope I got that correct. Nick Nurse was proud of the fight at the end. I agree. I like that they narrowed the lead and did not go down by 50 like the Warriors. Sometimes it's not about winning. It's about how you lose. Hey, I've been saying, I've been saying it's full on, you know, you got to take the silver linings. That's just the reality of the situation of this season right now. It just is. That's just the reality of it. Uh, What else do we got here? people talking about utah susan says utah's got so much pop and spunk needs more time to evolve but love is effort and energy i'll be honest i'll be honest susan i think that as the season progresses right and the reality of where you are in the standings the reality of you know if freddie and kyle are banged up if pascal is still struggling because of all the things that he's been through over the past month you know and I know you know we go back and forth and I say this team's not gonna tank and I don't think they will tank I'm saying as a fan from a fan perspective I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing more minutes from those guys whether it's Malachi whether it's uh Utah and just you know let those guys get more of a run you know what you have with Freddie you, I mean, you you want OG to get more touches, I think, to figure out his role going forward. You know how much of his offensive game fits in, but I don't know. I, I find it kind of just weird. It's a weird spot the Raps are in, and you don't want to do the bouncing back and forth that happened from last night where everyone's like, no tank, no tank, and to tonight where it's like, oh, well, at least we're getting a good draft spot. I think the important part in this whole thing is just to honestly have the perspective of what the whole season is. Because again, even if you do somehow come back and get into that play-in tournament, I mean, is is that... That seems like old Raptor goals to me. Do you know what I'm saying? That seems like old Raptor goals where it's like, oh, we just made the playoffs, that's good, that's a great season. I don't know if... If you don't think that you can convincingly win a round. I don't know if there's a point in really sneaking into the playoffs. Especially when you don't even really get the home revenue. But whatever. Let's. What else are we saying here? Oh, talking about the push off from last night's call. In case anyone was wondering about the last two minutes from yesterday's game. Uh, the push off was a correct no call siakam charge in the fourth was incorrect and should have he should have been shooting free throws wow okay okay uh wc says harrow was getting a little wild yeah that's pretty much montrez's move a phil handy finally got his ring tonight also very good point mark b says siakam makes 30 mil a year. No excuses. I don't want to hear he scored X amount of points off charity minutes. He has no mid-range, no consistent three-range suspect perimeter defense. Oof. Mark, I mean, I'm not going to argue with any of the points he just made. I'm just going to say, oof. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing, right? The the, the tough part about Pascal Siakam, I'm going to go back again to what I just said about coming into this season. What were your expectations for this season for the Raptors team? And I'm going to use that same logic to say, what were your expectations of Pascal Siakam? Did you change your expectations because he got the bag? Because I know our longtime listeners on this pod know that if we go back to the start of last season, when he got the bag on the very first show of the season, we were talking about one of the first questions from that preview was, is Pascal Siakam a max player? And we broke down the fact that he was going to get max money. And he earned max money. If you equate it to just coming off the championship, some of the other dudes that were also getting max money, you kind of had no choice. If you were going to keep them, you basically had to give him the bag. His stock was at such a high at that point. The raps were backed into a corner. Now, what we said from then, and it doesn't change now, was needed to adjust your expectations of what a max player means. And it's sad but true, and I'm not making excuses for Siakam, trust me. I think that he should be putting in way more work if you get the bag. But the reality of the situation is, when we think of what a max dude is, and we think KD and Kyrie and James Harden, we know that's not Siakam right and that to me is what i mean in terms of what were your expectations when you see max guy when you see 30 mil a year that's it that's all i got i don't want to beat up on siakam because i don't i don't think that's fair i feel like there's a lot more issues with the team is he a major issue yes do you need a lot more from him consistently at both ends of the floor yes but my guys down there in the paint getting bodied by actual centers or actual backup centers of the Lakers because him and Boucher are trying to play forward and neither of them are actual big, like actual centers or power forwards. That's a tough spot to be in. So don't take it for granted that Siakam looked a lot better when he was playing beside a legitimate center, an actual center. Just saying. Anthony says he definitely thought we'd be four to six seed, but COVID and no center on the roster. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of conversation with people about that from the start of the year, and I just thought the depth would be an issue from the get-go. Because not only were you missing, you lost your center depth, but you also lost two guys that you counted on in your rotation to be key contributors night in and night out. And were you going to replace that with Aaron Baines and Alex Len, and even Chris Boucher. Now Boucher developed into a contributor, but even at the high end, he hasn't maxed out. Like go back to the the Kawhi year, the championship year, even before they made the Gasol trade, the genius move of Nick Nurse moving one of J V or Serge to the bench, playing the matchups, but that gave the Raptors a dominant center position. Remember, we, we charted it for the first part of that season where you would add up the stats of JV and of Surge and that would give you a big-time starting all-star center numbers it was the production the Raptors were getting when you combine the numbers of their two big guys. That was a massive advantage and a massive key to them ultimately winning the championship, even when you sub out JV for Marcus Gasol. And now you have the complete opposite of that. You're getting nothings from your center spot. So that's where it's tough. And that's where I didn't think this season would go as well as a lot of other people did. But again, we got more games to talk about this and talk about what's what happened or what went wrong with this season. But for this game, you know, it's a tough loss for the Toronto Raptors as they fall to the Los Angeles Lakers. No star power in this game. No LeBron, no Anthony Davis, No Fred Van Fleet, no Kyle Lowry. And it didn't really matter for the Lakers. Because led by Mark Gasol, especially in that first quarter, the Lakers put up 40 and they never looked back. As they go on to win 110 to 101. The big talk, though, was OG Ananobi and Dennis Schroeder getting ejected. And I still don't know what OG was doing, so maybe I'll go check out and see what he's saying in the post game. But either way, Raptors lose their first game of the month of March, or the month of April, pardon me, and the two game winning streak is now over. Tough times for the Toronto Raptors, but hopefully Fred Van Fleet will be back soon to help out this team because they need it. Raptors fall to one and 10 on the second night of a back-to-back this season, as they lose 110 to 101. To the no LeBron, no Anthony Davis, Los Angeles Lakers. Thank you guys for tuning in wherever you tune in to watch this podcast live after each and every Toronto Raptors post game, We got you covered on Instagram, on Twitch, on YouTube, and on Twitter. Like and subscribe to the Twitter stream. That's how you support the pod. You want to know how to support the pod, support the movement that we got going here? Like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us. Watch the videos there. We appreciate the love that you guys have given us, even during this tough, tough, tough season. Appreciate the day ones that have always been riding with us here on the Wrap It Up podcast. Remember, Wrap It Up is a show. On Blast is a network. So if you ever want to find us online, wherever you get your podcasts, just search for On Blast Podcast on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and, of course, on YouTube. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya